Hey everyone, this is Shelly and Adam with Marketing Monday. I'm not going to go into the explanation of how we got Marketing Monday because if you've been following along long, following along long enough, you should already know the backstory. And if you don't, just go watch some past episodes. So, Shelly, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm not in prison, as Adam asked me if I was. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of my little like background thing here. It's got a little tweaking, so we'll we're, keep updating that. But. We're going to call it the pallet prison. <laughs> 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 and we have Melissa of Severance Brewing. And I think we could all agree that we could use a little bit of alcohol in this time of need. And, and we uh, can all agree that Melissa makes really good beer. Very much so. My husband does. I just like to promote it. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats. Well, I mean, you're on the right platform. Input. I mean, you guys were a part of Pink Boots, weren't you? Yeah, I did. Yep, I helped with yeah, that. Yeah, see? Boots. Pink Boots was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> what, what was Pink Boots? <laughs> you can tell us that. It's a national organization for um, women who brew. And so we came together, all of the women in the brewing industry in Sioux Falls here met at Fernson out at their um, production facility and we brewed a big beer together. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So for the very few people who probably don't know in Sioux Falls who don't understand or don't know about Severance Brewing, <laughs> would you mind kind of introducing yourself and introducing Severance and just kind of give us a little history on it? Yeah. I'm Melissa. Like they said, I am one of the owners of Severance Brewing. Um, my husband and I have lived here for about 12 years now, and actually we had wanted to start a brewery um, when our daughter, our first daughter was born, so almost nine years ago, and we would have been the first ones to market, which would have been a lot of fun, because I think back then we only had monks. Um, that was a craft, craft beer bar. That's where we hung out. So, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, the plans didn't go through with where we wanted to be. Um, it was too close to a children's music studio, and so the city just kind of said no not going to happen. And so we tabled it for a while. And um, a couple years ago, we were sitting out on the deck and it's like, you know, I think it's time to revisit our brewery plans. And so um, tell me you visited a monk monastery, please. That would be the best. <laughs> no, but we want to go to Belgium. Like we want to get out there and like see where um, a lot of that stuff originated. It'd be in Germany and all that. So I'm like, the we mother- can check that R&D. <laughs> <laughs> the motherland. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So in terms of severance, we started really um, diving into the business plan again a couple years ago, kind of made it a five-year plan and we knocked it out of the park and did it in two. I don't know. (laughs) No big deal. Hold on. Let me just, let me just get that (laughs) off my shoulder real quick. (laughs) Yeah. So kind of going into the name severance, um, my husband worked in corporate America for a big bank uh, for probably about 13 years. And um, it's kind of sad when you kind of want to get laid off because <laughs> you want to pursue something that you're passionate about. So when we're thinking of names for severance, we're like, well, this is, he's creating his own severance package, like to get out nice. of nice. Yeah. To get off the wheel and do something that you're passionate about. And our whole story is that, you know, you only have one life and you know, why waste it doing something you're not passionate about? I mean, you might be good at it, your your um, employer may be treating you really well, but it's not something that you want to do your whole life. So that's where severance came from. So we're severing ties and life and drink is our slogan. And we try to approach how we make our beers um, in that way that we don't approach it in a traditional way of a recipe first. Scott, um, who's my husband and the brewer, likes to approach it as like, well, what's the end result going to be? And then we're going to figure out a way to get there. And so that's kind of his um, mentality in creating his beers. And then also with our business partner, um, it's another couple from here in Sioux Falls. And he left his job for a comfortable um, coaching job for a lot of years at, to go the brewery route. So that's awesome. Lots of fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Which is like every small business, I shouldn't say every, but that is like the majority of small business owners story. Like there was something that led them to leave corporate America or whether it was them leaving or whether it was a layoff or, you know, whatever. But I absolutely love hearing the people that actually like ran with it and just trusted that it was going to work out and it's now or never. And because, you know, if you ever watch Shark Tank or The Prophet or any of those shows, you know, they're, they're always like, you got to have skin in the game. Like you're going to figure out how to make it work when you're up against the wall. And that's, you know, it has to work. 
Right. Yeah. And speaking of that, I'm like, after this, I feel like we should write a book about how to open a brewery during a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> we did not write this in the business plan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I will, I don't, that's not what we're necessarily going to talk about today, but I will say from my perspective, like, I think you guys all and all of the breweries in town for that matter. Like, I think you guys all did a fantastic job of pivoting really quick Mm-hmm. And turning to growlers and figuring out other ways that you could still serve without actually having everybody right there and still continuing to build that community and, you know, stay in contact and checking on each other. And yeah, definitely. Definitely. We were sharing cans. We were partnering yeah. with other. Um, hi V helped us out with some growlers and JJ stepped up with growl. I mean, it was just, it was a community effort and, you know, I heard there's like 8,000 something breweries in the United States. And I heard, you know, like through the Brewers Association sending out surveys and stuff that, you know, a lot of them could make it about eight weeks. And I mean, it, it's gone on past that. And they were estimating about 2,000 of those breweries are going to be shutting down. And so wow. I, really, I really, truly hope that's not the case. Um, and I hope that all of their communities have stepped up as well um, to help them as much as we've really, you know, kind of stuck together. So I'm, I'm really kind of interested because a lot of the people that listen to the show or watch it or whatever are small business owners or people looking to do that next step. What do those conversations look like in the few months prior to you guys knowing you were going to cut the cord and go after it? Like you drop the business plan and everything like that, but were you working full time as well mm-hmm. at that point? Um, well, yes and no. I have my own graphic design company, so I am fully self-employed as well. So that was another huge risk <clears throat> in Scott leaving his, you know, guaranteed paycheck and going out and I'm like, okay, we're both going to be self-employed. So honestly, like from a personal standpoint, we started with Dave Ramsey. We took care of our personal finances first. And um, so that when we jumped ship and went into this brewery, that that's just like one less stress that we had to worry about. Um, was any you know the debt and that sort of thing on our personal bank account That's um, that, awesome. that gave us Good the freedom. For you. yeah so that gave us the freedom then to okay then cut the cord with um, with his corporate job and we knew that you know there's going to be months with no paychecks um, and so we prepared for that personally uh, but it is a reality you are taking a risk and um, definitely have a lot of skin in the game yep. Uh, that's actually Dave Ramsey is kind of the whole reason why I ended up starting the detailing business as well. So kind of interesting that you got your personal finances all like a ducks in a row first and you're right. It does take a humongous strain off of just your personal life and everything. So that's, so that's maybe, would that be something you would recommend to people is as much as possible, kind of get your personal stuff in order first if possible, and then go from there. Absolutely. And, um, you know, your financial risk for your business, obviously, that's going to be different for each business. A brewery is not cheap. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So we knew that um, financially we wanted to be OK personally. And then I, that was definitely one of the first steps we took when we started, you know, to talk about, like, are we going to do this? And if we are, you know, like Scott sold his motorcycle. I took a little video of him riding off the driveway to go sell his motorcycle so we could pay that, you know, use that to pay off a vehicle. And and then you snowball it. That's Dave Ramsey um, method. But, but yeah, so that's – um, and then throughout that process, then starting the business plan and getting that all flushed out, getting ready to go, you know, then go to the bank to make sure we can get financing and looking for our location – um, definitely a lot of boxes to check in that initial phase. Uh, do you mind if I ask, I mean, you don't have to answer it, but did you just do step um, two and that was it? You haven't, did you do step three as well or just do step Dave two? Dave Ramsey. Yep. Remind me what step two and three are. So <laughs> step one is save up a thousand dollars in an emergency okay. fund. And then step two is pay off all your debts, smallest to largest. And then step three is have a savings account of three to six months of, uh, of expenses. Yes. And we, we went above and beyond that. I, we saved up like a year of Scott's salary so that we, you know, we've got small kids at home. And my biggest fear was like, I didn't want to upset their, you know, quality of life or quality, you know, standard of living. Like I really wanted this to affect them as little as possible. 
and so that, you know, they could be excited and see that, you know, you can go out and do this and be happy and comfortable pursuing your dreams. So a lot of it had to do with kids um, and just trying to maintain that. So yeah, we definitely step three and, and beyond just to make sure we were okay. And my right. husband and I are very, <laughs> um, you know, Enneagram, you know, the type three achiever, he's probably a little more on the type one, like, you know, perfectionist, like that sort of thing. So um, between the two of us, we over prepared, I, I'd say. <laughs> no, I, I think um, a year's worth of savings is probably a really great way to yeah. go about it. Because I, like, a, basically, at about a year, you're going to know if something is going to work yeah. or not. Like, right. if at that point, like, it's still like, I mean, every single day is a struggle. There's no wins or anything like that after 12 months. It might be a good time to like kind of relook at everything and either make a super hard pivot and try and go down a different route and or like just say, you know, well, I don't know if we're in the right going down the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long ago was this? Um, gosh, so we opened last year and we had started it last year, August, and we had started this prepping stuff about two years prior to that. So almost three years ago. When we really started the ball rolling on it, yeah, yeah. So just, you were just kind of getting your getting your stride together, and then, bam. Yes. <laughs> no, oh, like COVID, we so we we you know with construction delays, we missed a lot of last summer. We only hit two of the Levitt concerts because we opened on August second, so that was kind of a bummer. And the brewery um, industry, or like around here anyway, we are very much affected by the weather. Like if it is nice, like patio weather, we're going to be busy. But you know, when it's negative 30 and blowing 80 miles an hour, like we're, we're not busy. (laughs) So, so, you know, we hit it into the fall, went through the winter and it was okay, but we were like really looking forward to summer because we're like, we're going to hit the 50 Levitt concerts. And even in February and March, when the weather started to warm up a little bit, we were starting to see busy weekends. And we're like, yes, we're so excited to get a whole year or a whole summer of cash flow. And then COVID hit. And we're just like, are you kidding me? So, But yeah, so I mean, I think in the long run, I think we're going to learn so much from this. And we're going to be so much stronger because of this experience five years, you know, down the road. So totally agree. And I don't remember if it was the last episode, Shelly, or maybe the one previously to that one. But if you look statistically at um, some of the greatest businesses out there, Netflix, um, Facebook, you know, any of these, they were all started either right before a major downturn or depression Mm -hmm. in the economy or right during a depression or downturn in the economy, like a major one, not just a little dip. So, and I think a lot of that personally, what I think that has to do with is, it forces you to innovate and adapt because you're so new that nothing is really set in stone. Like you're still kind of like figuring out pieces. And so you're kind of like, Oh, well, okay, I guess now we have to overcome this. And then you just kind of like, you just move that, that direction. That's it. Whereas bigger companies, it takes a lot of effort for them to, to turn the ship and to like adjust and, and figure out those pieces. So you actually probably should be thankful that it didn't happen in year six or eight when, You know, you everything's going well. It's been going well for two or three years now. You're counting on, you know, a mill in revenue. And, you know, so you do this mass expansion and all of a sudden COVID hits and it's like, well, there goes that idea. Like <laughs> now we're sunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you look at it's been interesting to me to kind of realize if you look at at least women anyway, I mean, I obviously gravitate towards women, small business owners and Sioux Falls, but there's if you look at like a lot of the ones that have, in my opinion, successful businesses that have been here for a while, we, cause I was part of it. We all started in that like 08, 09 timeframe mm-hmm. back when, you know, the market downturn and we went through that recession and all of that kind of stuff. Like all of us started our businesses back then. You know, I think of, myself and Chelsea and Stephanie Wilde and my graphic design business in 2009. So yeah. And I think Rebecca Scott was right around there. Like there's a, there's so many of us that like started our businesses back then, because again, we were doing whatever we needed to do to kind of, 
follow our dreams. And like, again, you were either forced into it or you decided, you know, what the, what better time than now is that maybe it was a side hustle or whatever. But yeah, I totally agree with you, Adam, on that one. Okay. So here you are year two and a half, three, you said somewhere around there. Is that right? Well, from when we started our planning, but we opened in August. So August 2nd, this summer will be our one year anniversary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're brand new. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm take you guys to actually do the build out in there. Like when did you guys actually start construction down there? Um, we started April 1st. That was um, Scott's first official day, not working in corporate. And um, he and his dad actually did our build out. So his dad was a contractor, um, you know, by trade all his life. And um, Scott's got some construction experience as well. So yeah, April 1st, we hit the ground running with that and then opened our doors August, I think it was August 2nd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, that was wild. <laughs> so here you are, um, we'll just call it uh, uh, what you said, a one year, uh, almost one year anniversary. What has been the thing that you have been either struggling with or kind of been wanting to learn more information as far as like marketing and or like what's kind of like your guys's game plan for the next i don't know six, next six months actually yeah i would say the next six months like this is like still kind of your prime time to uh, yeah. make money yeah well definitely facebook and instagram we're finding our following there but then i've also been dabbling in tiktok a little bit <laughs> just i can just see so many cool ideas with showing the brewing process and you know behind the scenes shenanigans that goes on um, in the tap room and brewery. So um, I think TikTok's kind of where we're headed, but I have a lot of questions about like, is that where we should be? Or um, you know, because we we need a certain demographic, obviously, but then also it's like they have to be local because we aren't distributing nationwide. So if is the content I'm putting out on TikTok going to actually bring people to the tap room? So. So, uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you, and I'm so glad that we're talking about this like right now, is uh, are you allowed to ship alcohol at all? Like, can you ship it via like UPS, FedEx or anything like that? I don't think so. I know like I know wine. I've seen that being shipped. But as far as I know, like we haven't been able to ship out beer. I wish yeah. we could. That's really unfortunate. You know, you know what? I know there, there's a workaround. Like there, it's like you're shipping like live yeast cultures, or like there's some like way you have to label it. I don't that people have done it, but we have not um, at Severance shipped out anything. <laughs> can, okay. can I jump in before we get into this? Any? Do you do you guys have distribution outside of the brewery? So can you kind of explain you guys' model right now a little bit so we can better understand that? Sure. So um, we're a seven barrel system and we mostly serve our tap room. That's our bread and butter. Um, we do, we self-distribute. So we are not tied to any distributors at the, at the moment. And we, um, we just do keg distribution. So we're at a handful of restaurants around Sioux Falls. And then we also have a few locations um, up in Everdeen. That's where Scott and I are both from and a few other um, are we in Yankton? I think we were in Yankton for a while and a few other small towns. So just some, yeah, I would say just the small amount of keg distribution distribution right now that we're trying to grow. We were actually really just starting to amp that up in the winter time and then COVID hit. So everyone shut down. So kind of, <laughs> so no, so no can distribution anywhere as far as liquor stores or any of that right now. No. Is that somewhere that you guys have the capacity or the capability to be able to go that direction? Or is that not where you guys want to go? Probably not canning right now because we don't have room for a canning line. Um, we've talked about trying to figure out how to, because uh, we do crawlers here mm -hmm. um, in the tap room for grab and go. And for online sales now too, thanks to COVID, which is a cool new thing that we added right away. Um, but we have talked about ways to figure out how to sell crawlers in like a high liquor store, that sort of thing. But yeah, I have heard of other places doing fellow Aberdonian. <laughs> um, I have heard of um, other states that have, there's like a mobile canning lines that'll go around and they'll like can oh. for you, which is, we've talked about that as a potential option down the road too. Okay. 
So is it, it is, um, as you know of right now, it's not really possible to ship um, nationally cans, bottles, or probably growlers, but like kegs and stuff like that, is that easier? Or is that still the same difficulty? I'm not sure on the keg distribution because that would uh, that wouldn't be direct to consumer. That'd be you know to another business, right? Like wholesale account. So yeah, I I honestly don't know the answer to that. Shipping one would be crazy expensive. So oh, shipping is so ridiculously overpriced yeah, so right now. That's super heavy. It takes a couple guys to you know lift that around. I think by the time you pay shipping on that, I don't know if your margins would be worth it. To yeah, sorry for the very specific questions. I'm trying to just <laughs> think through like what your um, what yeah. you're kind of up against, at, you know, basically yeah. at this point. So, um, talking about Facebook, Instagram and stuff like that, I think that from personally, from what I've seen just locally, Facebook is overwhelmingly going to be the better way to go. Um, Instagram works like Instagram, you're still going to attract an audience. You're still going to get people to engage and everything like that. But it just seems like kind of in this area, Facebook overwhelmingly does better than Instagram does. And something that weird that I've seen, not only on my various pages, but other people's pages, is that comments are really starting to just plummet down. And I've read a few mar marketing articles about this. And what um, they're thinking is happening is that people are using Instagram more as like a kind of just like a photo grid. Like, oh, that's a really nice picture. Double tap, like it, and then but mm -hmm. move on because... It's more. It's turning more and more into just kind of like um, showing off type of type of app instead of more of like an engagement type app. Isn't and, that what it always was? But like, I feel like that's kind of what Instagram yeah. always was was just yeah. to like show yourself to the world, you know. And I agree. Like your, your life in pictures. I agree, <laughs> but there's just um, something has changed in the last. Uh, I'd say I don't know uh, four months or so where just engagement itself as far as like commenting and everything like that is just really plummeted. And um, anyways, not saying that that's going to be the case with you or anything like that. I personally do way better and I like um, social medias where there's actual engagement going on where the whole point of it is to talk back and forth. Um, so as an example, as much as Twitter is like barely hanging on for life and um People still use Twitter, but um, and it would never work in this area. But Twitter is very much so purely an engagement app. Like, you're someone tweets something, and then the whole point of it is to get a conversation going for people just to conversate back and forth. Mm -hmm. And Facebook's really good at that. Like Facebook, you have where you want to have like good quality pictures, but then you want to have something in there where it drives conversation and people comment and then reply that whole type of thing. But Instagram is just not. This, and I personally, that's the reason why I've never really cared for Instagram. It's all about, well, how many filters and how much Photoshopping can I do to make this picture look good enough for Instagram? And I just don't, I'm not really, I don't really care for that. But TikTok, on the other hand, is like, is kind of like a little bit like Snapchat where, you know, it's all video type content and um the engagement on there as far as like commenting and likes and everything like that is just astronomically so much better than Facebook and Instagram. It's not even, it's, it's mind boggling how much better it is because the organic reach is so much better on there. But if your goal is local, I would still post the TikTok. I don't know if it would be the best way to go because um, there's going to be quite a few people I actually, I know there's um, some people that follow me locally um, on TikTok. And so most likely you would gain quite a good uh, following on there locally from there. But mm -hmm. I think what I would maybe concentrate on, and you said it earlier, just start off with this idea and then just kind of start branching out from it is doing a YouTube longer form content of... Um, how to have a how to start your own brewing business and or just like how to operate a brewing business in the middle of a pandemic. I'm looking, I'm looking at your your TikTok. I'm trying to see where you're. Yeah, I'm trying to see where we're what we're talking about as we talk. So, uh, have this longer form content and then take out pieces of it and put it on TikTok. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically straight out of Gary V's playbook, but it makes it really easy for you to make content because you're like, we'll do this longer form content for Facebook and YouTube. But the whole point of it is for then to get little bits of it to post on Snapchat and yeah. TikTok. I still think Snapchat locally is still a really great way to go too. Like there's a lot of people here locally that are on Snapchat. Um, adults across the board here um, still use Snapchat. And those are the two best successes that I personally found was Facebook, Snapchat. The only downside to Snapchat is that it's not very easy to get well-known. Like it's very difficult to get yourself out there, which is why TikTok is overwhelmingly better than Snapchat was because there's a multitude of ways to share things on there. But uh, what, is there anything on that? that we've talked about so far that like you have questions on or just. Um, I think, yeah, just like different approaches to use TikTok to gain the local following. Um, Cause, and part of it, like I need to get on it and get a little more comfortable using it. But I was trying to search for like craft breweries or brewers and I'm just not finding much. And I'm just I'm like, I'm like, am I, either like not using this right and not finding my people or are there just not very many breweries on there yet? I found Hay Camp out in Rapid. I found them on there and they've got a couple fun videos, but I was like, this would be kind of cool if we could kind of start a whole <laughs> trend for breweries to do these videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I would hundred percent agree. And like, just so you got like 10, no, seven videos on here right now. Like the, I think some of them are going to be like the behind the scenes are going to be fun for people. But for me, like the one that attracted my eye when I first pulled up and looked at your page was the uh, waiting for customers during COVID. (laughs) The llama. (laughs) Yeah. Just because again, it's something. And to me, that's what stops people when you're, when you're scrolling on TikTok, like that's what stops you is something fun and goofy like that. So to me, I think one of the major advantages that our breweries have in this town is that you guys have, you guys do such a great job of building community, right? Like the whole idea is similar to coffee shops, right? To come hang out and, you know, have that place to congregate and hang out with your friends and whatnot. And so if there's a way to integrate that into TikTok and have some of your locals who are part of your community be a part of these videos, start getting them involved, you're going to be able to get a lot more organic um, shares and likes going that way because, of course, they're going to like and share their own. I mean, not, I mean, it's different on TikTok with like and share, but I mean, you know, they're Mm -hmm. obviously going to tell others the more that you can get people involved there if there's a way to, you know, either come up with some sort of fun contest or come up with some sort of, I don't know why we just lost Adam. Uh, <laughs> um, if there's some way to come up with some sort of fun, um, uh, well, would, <laughs> there you go. That's kind of weird. All of a sudden, like stopped. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, but if there's some way to do some sort of a uh, like a fun promotion or a giveaway or I don't even know if you'd have to do a giveaway with it, but that would be an easy way to just use it as an, more of an organic promotion tool with your customers and have them create some of the content for you. Um, to me, I think that's a super fun idea to do. And I wish that there was more places around here that were using TikTok for that sort of content because Right now, that's what people need. Like people need opportunities to create community. They need opportunities to smile and laugh and be together with another person. And, you know, I mean, obviously everybody has to be comfortable with what they're doing with social distancing and all that kind of stuff. And you don't want to have like 200 people in a a TikTok video together. But, you know, pictures of me and Adam sitting and having a beer together Mm -hmm. and having that as part of it and doing something fun with it, there's definitely room there for promotion that would be easy to not have to pay anything for and get people involved. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Something on um, TikTok that works really well right now is challenges. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head, but there's, a couple of celebrities that have done challenges. There's 
now there's car guy challenges on there so, and that's what i pay i know i know what you should do so that whole sorry adam no nope, go ahead <laughs> so that video that you just that the one i just showed you mm -hmm. i don't i'm gonna pull it up so adam can see it <laughs> okay. so this is the llama but now watch so you guys should totally have a challenge of like two severance beer cans with the like hard hat thing. Is that something that you guys have at the? Yeah, it's sitting right up here. Oh yeah. Do you just have one or is that something that you have a couple of them? Oh, Scott, Scott made it. He could probably make a couple of them. We've got a video of him snow blowing our sidewalk wearing that thing. <laughs> How fun would that be to like make, yeah. a challenge, like make a challenge, like the severance hard hat challenge or whatever you yeah. would call it but you know replace the tubes each time or somehow sanitize them or whatever yeah. for people but that would be super fun to like create a challenge with that what, so one the one that i was um thinking about that's not a bad idea was um educational content weirdly enough does really 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 stupidly well on there like people love being able to learn something in about a minute that they wouldn't have been able to that they didn't really know about mm -hmm. and so you know when when you were talking about like coming up with content ideas and stuff like that i always just default to well just start teaching people exactly what you do every single day or the all the information that you know and the tricky part is people usually come up across two issues with that one either they think that people nobody gives a rip about how to make how to how to crush the yeast just right or like whatever to like like they're like who's gonna care about that but like there's a bazillion and a half home brewers out there that would would love to know how you take from a home brewing operation to just getting up here and doing it way better um but number you guys two, did start out as home brewers didn't you did yeah. I read something about that somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Um, for our first Christmas together after we got married, I bought him a Mr. Beer kit. It's like a one-gallon little plastic fermenter. <laughs> and I have one of those sitting in my closet right now that I need to try yeah. still. <laughs> so he's, he started out doing those brew um, from home 10 years ago, and then slowly it became like, Oh, now he's going to get the all grain kits. And then, oh, I'm going to start growing hops in the backyard. I kid you not. We had a big hop trellis and we were boiling, <laughs> stuff, in our, boiling stuff in our garage. It was, I'm like, these neighbors got to think we're up to something. <laughs> There's some sort of a lab happening at our neighbor's yeah. house. Yeah. And then before we opened the brewery, it was like a third of our basement. And he had his whole little touchscreen system, 10 gallon kettles. I So it was quite the operation downstairs before we came to this place. If you have um, the first video I would probably do if I were you, if you have pictures and photos and stuff like that of that home setup, do a, do a personal story of how you went from a home brewing setup to an advanced home brewing setup to, hey, now this is our, you know, we made our dream come true type of thing by opening up our own brewery. And that would do really well because people love personal stories like that. like. I mean, across the board, they do. It doesn't, it's not, this is not just TikTok type information, but the challenge that I was kind of thinking about was I'm pretty sure it's not going to be difficult to ship packets of yeast or hops or anything like that across country. Is it? I don't think so. No, because we order that stuff online. So, so what I'm wondering, <laughs> what I'm wondering is if you could do a TikTok challenge of like um, making <laughs> um, making your best beer, um, make this year your best beer type um, TikTok challenge and saying, you know, we're going to be making a citrus beer um, this month. And then you say, you know, here's the hops and here's the yeast and everything that you need um, mm -hmm. and either make it for sale on your website and or just like do Amazon affiliate links, links type of thing and <laughs> then send out recipe cards I mean, there's a whole yeah. slew of different directions you can go with this, right? But then showing yeah. like, here's step one, here's and then here's step 20 to in a one minute video of like, this is what you do type of thing to make your own citrus beer, which then hopefully what the whole point of that would be is like, if there's some home brewer that he's not on TikTok, but his wife is on TikTok, which is 
actually TikTok is mostly male. So it's more likely that he's going to be on TikTok, but maybe he has, maybe he's been thinking about doing a citrus type beer or um, what's the ones, what's the, like the fruity beers that are like really popular now? Um, um, sours or seltzers. Yeah. Sours um, or a seltzer. Like maybe he's just been concentrating on like double IPAs for the longest time. And he's like, you know, I'd really like a, a summertime. I'd really like to make a summertime beer. So you concentrate on the next three months, like doing a seltzer, sour, um, citrus, you know, whatever type beer. And then you do different variations off of that. Like, oh, when I tasted this beer, this is what I taste. Do, 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 do. But I don't like these qualities. So I'm going to change this, this, and this. And now I'm going to get this kind of beer at the end of it, if that makes mm -hmm. um, any sense. So then what, you, what you're getting out of that, and again, this can be Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok type co right. content like and Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. Like yeah. you can just keep going down and down um, the rabbit hole. Um, but if you have control over, if you buy those ingredients in bulk and then the whole point of it is to sell those types of ingredients, since you can't ship beer or it's very difficult to ship beer, you can now ship severance ingredients and severance uh, um uh, recipe cards to people so they can have severance at their own home. That's interesting. Like they can get a taste of severance. Again, I, think, I like that idea because it's the idea of creating a community again. Like it's the yeah. idea of building yeah. that community up. Yeah. The, the, the point ne wouldn't necessarily be to make a ton of money off of hops, yeast and everything like that. It's more about being like, we want to become the people that people look towards when when they want information on what makes one yeast different than another yeast or whatever they're just like oh you just got to go to severance like here here's the website here's the youtube channel like they break it all down for you and everything like that this is actually the same reason as to why there's not a lot of informational um youtube content on autobody that just isn't and so that's what i'm trying to do maybe there isn't in your area look on youtube and everything like that and see if there's people like going in depth on home brewing kits and everything like that. Maybe you send them a message and say, Hey, you know, do we think you, we can team up? Like there's a lot of different directions you can go here, but that's, that's what my mind goes towards is, you know, what are we, what brew of the month are we working towards? Like, and what's great about home brewing right now, or sorry, the field that you're in right now, I would venture to guess there's probably enough, genres of beer that you could do one a month and easily oh, just concentrate yeah. on that for an entire month. Like in the wintertime, you do the really hefty, dark, dark beers. Mm -hmm. um, in the summertime, you go for the lighter stuff, so on and so forth. That that to me would be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. Yeah. So I think you have, and I think you have two different, A, you have two different revenue streams there that you are focusing on outside of your brewery. So you're creating another revenue stream that is going to be able to continue no matter what's happening at the brewery, whether COVID or lizard <laughs> or whatever, you know, you're going to be able to continue doing that. But I think you have two different, um, I think Adam and I are talking about two different types of marketing. Like mine is marketing towards a customer of the brewery like and i think that's where your head was at initially was like how do we use tiktok as a platform to get people to come into the brewery and use that as like a marketing tool but i like adam's spin of like you know you could take it a different direction and it wouldn't even be local at that point you know so you, you could potentially and honestly you could have two completely separate tiktok channels for that like you could have a tiktok channel for the brewery like you currently have and then you could have a completely separate one for like severance to you or severance homebrew or you know whatever that you do all of that kind of stuff through because you're marketing to two completely different avatars yeah yep, i agree that. and i apologize if i went off on like an <laughs> avenue that you weren't even like wanting to go down um but it would be something if you wanted to like tie in like your local community wouldn't it, I think it would be kind of neat if you got served a beer, like you're, I come in, I order a beer, you hand it to me and you're like, oh, by the way, if you would want, if you want to watch the YouTube video of like how we made this, like, here's the um, card with the QR code that you scan yeah. it. And then someone's there and they're watching the video on like how to make it. And then 
if they get questions of like, well, how, why, why are you doing this at this point in time? Then you can like, again, it's like a conversation that people can have mm -hmm. with you. And then they're become way more vested and interested into like how their beer that's sitting right in front of them went from a bunch of ingredients to in 30 days sitting inside their glass and they're enjoying it. Yeah. Like, I love that. like there, I think there's a reason why like Budweiser, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, and all these places, um, they've been doing factory tours for I don't even know how long, like decades, and it never slows down. Like, they're always busy. And there's a reason behind that. I think people are just naturally interested in how something that they're really passionate about, how does it, how does it actually get made or what's the behind the scenes of it? And to me, that would just be kind of neat to see. And that ties in your local community a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, I could see how that could expand out to even our local suppliers, like where we get our hops from, going out to the farm and showing where our hops are coming from or our spent grain. Um, we have a farmer who comes and picks up spent grain to feed his cattle, like go out there and show, you know, yeah. the I think you could get really, um, you could really expand on that. I like that. Yep. So kind of a little bit of it and off, but I think that that's again, another place for you to build community. So last year I went on this um, kind of a, a business owners retreat kind of a thing um, mm -hmm. down to Albuquerque and spent a week on a farm. Um, and mm -hmm. one of the things that we did actually, so we made ciders like, so they got, they actually had inmates that collected all of these apples off of trees from this big, huge orchard, like the ones that fallen or whatever. And we spent an entire day like uh, pressing the apples and everything to be able to make the cider. And then we sat down and talked with the brewmaster afterward and was talking through some of the stuff and they were telling us about the grains and stuff. Well, the farm that we were staying at, that was where the connection was from. So all of that leftover apple stuff after they were pressed and everything, they actually took that to feed all of their pigs okay. um, because it gave their pork like that very apple-y, apple wood kind of taste to it. Um, but then they also got their spent grains from that direction. And it was so fascinating to me to understand like how every single piece of those processes are used. And I don't think that many people realize that per se, like how, how different the brewery um, world is in that, you know, it's everybody is so interconnected and in how they work and how they source. And I really, I think that that would be a really, interesting story to tell and have an entire series through that. Definitely. Um, so I don't know how this is going to show up. I'm going to test it out here. But Jessica said, um, sorry, Adam, your wife covered up your face there. That's perfectly <laughs> natural. Uh, the the satisfying, I don't remember what they're called, the sensory uh, ASMR. video. ASMR, there you go, on Snapchat. So which might be in interesting too, using some of those from the distillery, like pouring the glass pouring or like the um, the spangrain. You have some of that on TikTok. Yeah, we do. And I got that from my kids. They like satisfying yeah. videos. And yeah, yeah so the grain, uh, I think there's one where the grain's like going in. Yep. Um, the like auger. Kind of it's an auger. Um, but yeah, that's like a satisfying video. It's like, oh, there's a ton of like the whirlpool in the tank. You know, there's so many things we could do with that. <laughs> for satisfying videos. Yeah. Like I would just, I would really experiment with it and have fun. But to me, like the easiest stuff in the world to come up with for my mind is like just the educational type stuff and just made a good point earlier too. She makes a lot of good points. That's why I married her. Um, <laughs> is, um, you know, even if you aren't, even if TikTok wasn't doing something locally, like even if there wasn't a lot of people, let's say maybe 10% of people t locally use TikTok, there's a whole lot of reasons why it's a good idea to do it anyways. But number, but what she pointed out and accurately so is that, you know, there's still people that are going to travel to Sioux Falls all over the region and in the different states and everything like that. And they're going to just go, they're naturally going to want to go to someplace that they've been following along on, um, TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook for the longest time. Like it's, it used to be really weird when I'd go and do trainings and people would be like, Oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe I finally get to meet you. Like I follow all your stuff on Facebook and everything. And I'm just like, you just don't think that you're, it's like that big of a deal, but there's mm -hmm. some people that just really love what, who you are and what you're doing. And they will absolutely travel to 
to experience mm -hmm. um, to experience that. So, and with that, I would encourage you to if you know if Scott is the head brewer, like I would really encourage you to get him in these videos. Like, not saying yeah. that he needs to be the main star or anything, but really encourage him to start becoming that face. Like, let people know. Like, so when they come in and if Scott's behind the counter, they're like, it's Scott. It's Scott. Yeah. And people get excited. That's partly why I got us a TikTok account because he likes to do those silly like llama videos. Is that, is that him in the chair? That is Scott in the chair. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's that's perfect. You need an outlet because that video came from the Brewers Association did a call for videos for um, Craft Beer Week. What, American Craft Beer Week was the first week of May or second week of May. And so they asked for um, breweries to submit videos. I think we were the only one from South Dakota shown in the big video. They showed that little clip of the llama and him twirling in front. <laughs> and I was like, you need an outlet for this creative mind of yours. <laughs> and I was like, TikTok. Well, that's perfect. The perfect. Mm -hmm. For yeah. that. So, and I have been sharing it, like I have it tied to Instagram stories. So it'll, you know, and then it is tied to Facebook stories too. So at least our content is getting shown to our local followers as well. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a negative thing to be on TikTok at all. I was, I'm, I'm excited for the possibility of what we can do with that. She came, she came up with another good one. What about having the llama as the mascot that goes around the brewery and does weird things like. <laughs> it's like the elf on the shelf in the brewery. I mean, yeah. maybe Jess just needs to do these podcasts. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, if you want me to let Jess be the, the I love it. I'd be Carly, fine with that. Carly says, hey. Hey, Carly. <laughs> Actually, it was your episode with Carly that also nudged me to um, get TikTok. I was, yes! I was oh, love it. Point. I actually messaged her afterwards. I'm like, I saw it. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> That's great. That is That's great. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, the booty, the booty shaking llama for a mask. <laughs> <laughs> or you can have Scott dress up as a llama and have him do yeah. the. <laughs> we do have a narwhal. We've got a narwhal costume. Um, he and Mark, the other owner, um, Mark dressed up as a cow, which was our. We have an ah man cow IPA, and then Scott was the narwhal. He was the rampant narwhal IPA. So. <laughs> I think. Uh, sorry to change subject here, but I think one of the other things that would be really great for you guys to feature um, from this is a little bit of a turn from TikTok because this isn't necessarily a TikTok suggestion. Um, but one of the things that has drawn me to you from the moment you opened, Melissa, is the way that you guys give back and care about our community. So like your wall, and I don't know if you want to explain it so that people know what we're talking about. And I'm assuming Adam maybe doesn't know what we're talking about. Um, but your wall to be able to basically pay it forward um, oh. is, is super amazing. It's super unique. It's not something that anybody else in this town is doing. Um, and right now, that's what the world needs to know, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have two ways we've been giving back. We have our Pints for People um, column, and there's a little tie you can get. You can actually buy a pint for somebody ahead of time, and then we give you a little tie sticker um, to go with the whole, like, severing ties theme we have, <laughs> and then you can write... You can write for... We've seen it for a specific person, or um, we've seen it for, like... A, paramedic or someone in the military, a teacher. I think there was a mom of twins or something you can. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's just a fun way that we've been able to pay it forward or, or facilitate pe be people being able to pay it forward. And then we also have our monthly give back tap um, that got put on hold since COVID. Um, since we weren't able to do like the in tap room promotion, like mm -hmm. we usually would have a fundraising night for that organization, but we'd pick one organization per month and we'd pick one beer <clears throat> and we try to tie that beer in with the organization. So like when we did furniture mission, I think that was in January, we um, launched three or four barrel aged beers that month. And those are all sitting in oak barrels. So we tied in the oak of the barrel with the oak that they use to make their furniture. Um, so yeah, that's just been a really awesome thing. I can't wait to start that up again because um, just being able to use our platform for good for the community has been awesome. So just again, 
<laughs> she's like the main contributor today. She's not, uh, obviously not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody likes to support businesses that have a meeting, you know, social justice or social cause businesses, yeah. I think are super important. And that's, I don't, again, I don't know that necessarily TikTok is, um, I don't know that I would start with that on TikTok. To me, that's more of an Instagram, Facebook thing, because you can make that really pretty. You can make it very promotable on there. But I think just for me, even like, I wouldn't have even thought of it. Like when I first saw the ties, like my immediate thought was like, um, an EMT or a teacher, like a broad general categorization of people. But, but the, the idea of say Adam's having a hard week or Jess is having a hard week. Like Adam could leave and go down there and be like, Hey, I want to buy a tie for Jess and then send her a picture and be like, Hey, there's a beer waiting for you down at severance. Like, like, idea, you know, similar, like I do that for people like, Oh, my cupcakes has the little tokens, you know, you know, something it's such a unique thing that they, Hey, you just got to show up. I've already paid for it. Go have a beer. Yeah, that happened for our friend. Um, her dad had passed away and a coworker came down here and got a tie, wrote her name on it and sent her a text and said, hey, there's a beer waiting for you at Severance. Yeah, so, I think that's a really, like, like that, awesome. that would cheer my day right the F up if somebody <laughs> sent me a text and said, there's a beer waiting for you. No, that's yeah. that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Like yeah, that, good on you for thinking. Or well, I don't know if I you can't thought. I all the credit for it. Yeah, we we did a lot of R and D and visited a lot of breweries, um, and we had gotten that idea. But um, I never liked how it was implemented. A lot of breweries have like a chalkboard, or mm-hmm. you know, a whiteboard or something, and you can write things down. But I was like, I, I love the interaction of the tie, and they can actually go physically stick it on the pillar. Um, yeah, so we just kind of put our own little spin on it. So have you guys promoted that in any way? Or like, how have you guys, like, how do you guys tell people about that? Um, that has been uh, Facebook posts. It's been in some of the news articles. Um, Kello has been really good um, in coming in and um, especially for the Give Back Tap events that we have. Um, and then they've touched on the um, the pillar too. But I think it's something I could definitely about so here might be something that you could do you know because you guys did set up for online ordering with crawlers and stuff like that throughout all all i know i took advantage of it at one point (laughs) can you sell ties online like can somebody purchase a beer and you could write the name in for them so it's basically like buying a gift card essentially that's a brilliant idea so then (laughs) that would be a very easy way for, like I could log on today and be like, I'm going to cheer up 10 people's lives and order 10 different ties for people. And you would just stick them on there. I love it. I love it. Personally, I would. I would that's, on our meeting agenda. <laughs> that's a really good idea. I would just love to think of a way to be able to engineer a way that would encourage people to like share it on social as well. I've done, mm-hmm. post, I've done posts before where it's like, I can't remember what it was. I think it was the mom of twins maybe or. Or was it a teacher? I can't remember. It was like maybe like, hey, teachers, there's a pint waiting for you. Like, yeah, I know. I've seen, I think it was a teacher one, or maybe it was an EMT or something that I saw. But yeah, yeah, there was, I know I've seen you post that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to think like, um, like if someone buys a tie for someone else and would, if there was some way to encourage or make it really fun to, post it on social media and then tag that person say hey you know <laughs> shelly i bought you a i bought you a beer at severance like go enjoy it but like somehow shared it on social but. i think you still could i mean that could come in your email confirmation right so like whatever email confirmation you send them for their order that could easily have a graphic in there that would be shareable like click here to share and then that would just automatically um create like that graphic to say I just texted a, a tie or have, something, you know, have, I mean. a, have a beer on me. You yeah. know, that, but I think that would, you'd be very easy to come up with a graphic and then just put the social share links right underneath it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I could email to them on their order confirmation. Like a, you've been tied or I don't know. something. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> yep. All right. So it's one twenty-five. amazingly enough. Oh my gosh, Adam, you need to just like, Jess, you are freaking brilliant today, dude. 
It's only on I Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Like you can That's totally come up with a promotion. And all mm-hmm. I got to say is, you know, maybe me and Adam and Jet, maybe just me and Jess can be like the recipients of the first test of these, of this promotion. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love um, so we're coming up the last five minutes. Uh, amazingly, we've been going at this for 55 minutes already. And what we usually do in the last five minutes is you get the floor yourself. You get to talk about whatever you want, whatever is going on. What do you want people to know? What's important to you? It doesn't have to be about um, severance. It doesn't have to be about the brewery. If you just want to tell people like how cool your daughter's soccer game was, like you can talk about whatever you want, whatever important to you, what's on your mind. Floor is yours. Oh, you didn't warn me for this. I'm on the spot now. <laughs> um, no, I guess. Um, I'll just keep it with severance. Um, we've been going obviously through a lot of changes these last um, two months, but I just want to say like, I'm so excited we're back open. I want to personally like, thank anyone who has bought in the crawlers um, now who can stop in. We're, we're operating at like 30, 40% capacity right now, but anybody coming in now and can sit on our patio, that's now open. Um, it's just been a really humbling experience to go from like, oh crap, how are we going to survive this? How are we going to have any sales at all when people can't come in to our tap room? And then um, seeing the support of the community, like Sioux Falls is amazing. It's so amazing. And the craft beer community itself is amazing to be able to call up a fellow brewer when all of a sudden, because all the breweries across the nation, they were short on cans. Like you couldn't, it was like six week wait time to get your cans in. Everybody was only selling crawler cans. So to have another brewery come and step up and keep, you know, allow us to keep selling. And then when, once our shipment came, then we were able to, you know, restock them. And then even just the other day, um, another brewery ran out of plastic cups. And so we supplied plastic cups to them until their shipment comes in. So I just think, that's kind of what's been on my mind a lot these last few months is just how supportive people are of each other um, during this time and in the good times too, um, especially with the, the craft beer community. So it's Great. I just got to know, do you guys have like this like craft beer text group going that you guys just all are like there's actually a, a brewer's chat that I'm part of on Facebook. Um, and that's actually South Dakota, like statewide. So there's a lot of um, talk and it's mostly just like, Hey, what are you guys doing for this? Or, you know, are you going to be at this event? Um, and that sort of thing and supporting each other. If someone is, has a brew day and, Oh, we're short a bag of grains. Anybody locally have this certain kind of grain so that we can finish up our brew day. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. That's so cool. Like, I honestly, I don't, maybe Adam, you know, but like, I've been in the business world for 12, 13 years now in the entrepreneurial world. And I cannot think of any other community other than like direct marketing kind of stuff, but I can't think of any other industry that supports each other like that. Like there is not, I mean, I've, I, in the retail world, like I was a part of national ones that had people from all over the country for like parenting stores and that kind of stuff. But there was never any, I've never seen another industry like our breweries in this state. And it's so stinking amazing how you guys just love each other so well. Well, I can, I can tell you that is definitely not detailers. Um, that act that way towards each other. And I can tell you that it is definitely not auto body um, people, business owners, not just not the people, not the workers, but auto body. They are definitely not like that. In fact, I just got chewed out on Thursday or Friday over that exact thing that you're just talking about from one auto body shop to another. So I just wanted to give you kudos for that. Like, I think that that's amazing that you guys just love each other. You guys aren't competitive. I've never, ever felt that way through we kind of all all have the same mission right now it's kind of us against the big guys so it's like the more people we can convert to craft beer the better it's going to be for all of us Mm -hmm. so i i love that mentality and i hope and pray that it stays that way because it sure makes business fun yeah no kidding and i i i personally have to say i don't even understand how you guys are still even fighting a battle 
against like the bigger the bigger people because it's really interesting to me like i just thought of this that i i personally look at like craft i haven't drank beer and i don't even know how long no no personal reason other than i just don't have that i mm -hmm. need to do it or whatever but anyways um like the first time that i had a, a craft beer which was sam adams like it wasn't your typical like budweiser bud light you know whatever type of thing very first time I tasted it, I was like, why would, the, why would I even bother with, like, Budweiser, Bud Light, or anything else? Like, this tastes so much better. Right. Um, but I related a lot. We call that a gateway beer. That first <laughs> one, that first one. <laughs> yeah. But I look at it a lot like um, uh, coffee. Like, once you have, like, actual good coffee, like, really good coffee, you look at Folgers and you're like, why would, why would I even bother? Like, what, what, what possesses you to want this over this? Right. Um, and I mean, I realized that Folgers still like way outsells probably any other coffee uh, manufacturer out there. But like, I just don't get it. Like, it's not like it's that much more expensive either. But anyways, I get off my podium. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Melissa. I was I've been waiting and looking forward to this one. I really wanted to have this conversation with you. So I was really glad that this worked out. And I learned a whole awful lot about how things work in brewery and hopefully we gave you a couple of good takeaways for you to yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it and take notes. There's a lot of if I'm I'm that way too where like my brain's just gonna start spinning here now. So and if you ever want to follow if you ever yeah, want to follow session, uh oh, yeah. we'll we'll work for beer. Like we'll just sit on the bar and well, we'll I think Jess is more valuable in this whole like value proposition than you are. So well, yeah, please invite her, right. and the four of us can have a, a drink on the patio after COVID <laughs> or Done. something. Done. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us, Melissa, and uh, have a good day, guys. See ya. Oh, yeah. peace out, Russell Sprout. <laughs>